Welcome to the Language and Literacy Collective podcast, where we share tips and strategies to support language development and encourage a love of literacy in all children. This podcast is hosted by two sisters who share a passion for all things language and literacy. I'm Liz, a speech therapist and behavior analyst. And I'm Stephanie, a literacy specialist and former classroom teacher. Our goal is to make literacy inclusive and accessible to all by equipping parents and teachers with the tools necessary to best support their kiddos. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey guys, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. I'm Liz, a speech therapist and behavior analyst. I'm here with my sister, Stephanie, who is a literacy specialist and media specialist and former classroom teacher. We are so excited to be bringing you our third episode of the Language and Literacy Collective podcast. Our first episode gave some background on the two of us and the goals of our podcast. And in our last episode, we discussed the connections between language and literacy. Today, we wanted to talk to you about the importance of building a love of reading with your child or students and practical ways as a parent or educator to do so. We are both super passionate about this topic and have written separate blog posts about it, so we decided to combine our ideas and create a list of 10 of the best ways to foster a love of reading. Today we'll spend time talking about the first five strategies, and you'll hear about the second five on our next episode. Okay, let's get started. Our first strategy is to read aloud to your child. This is probably the most important strategy that you can use in order to establish a love of reading with your child. Reading aloud is a time where your child gets to snuggle up and spend time with you. It also allows your child to relax and just enjoy the story. There are so many benefits to reading aloud. First and foremost, it sets the foundation for a lifelong love of reading. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, children who are read to in infancy and preschool years have better language skills when they start school and are more interested in reading. Additionally, Parents who spend time reading to their children create nurturing relationships, which is important for a child's cognitive, language, and social and emotional development. They recommend daily reading aloud from birth to grow vocabulary and promote healthy brain development. I agree that this is one of the most important strategies, and not just for instilling a love of reading with your child, but one of the most important strategies overall that I recommend to parents to promote language development in their children. One thing I want to add is the importance of continuing to read aloud to your child, even when he or she is able to read independently. When I was teaching first grade, parents often asked if they should still be reading aloud to their child. My answer was always a resounding yes. Reading to them was the foundation for the love of reading and can continue to foster that positive relationship throughout the years. Agreed. I try to promote this as well. It also allows children to access learning opportunities that they may not encounter in their independent reading. It allows parents the opportunity to teach new vocabulary and model some higher level reading comprehension strategies. It can also allow access to high interest texts, which will further enhance their love of reading. The second strategy is to be a reader, or in other words, model a love of reading. I recommend that all parents spend a lot of time with the book in their hands, have lots of your own books, and let your child observe you reading often. You'll want your kiddos to see that you're making time to read and that you also get excited about books. As a parent, I would have piles of my own books around the house, on my nightstand, the coffee table, in the car. I'd even carry a book with me whenever I leave the house and keep one in my bag. I can attest to the fact that you always have a million books everywhere in your house. And in fact, I also probably have five books on my coffee table and another five on my nightstand at all times. I like to think of the saying, monkey see, monkey do. If your children see that you love reading, they will also be motivated to read themselves. 
As a teacher, you are naturally surrounded by books, especially in your classroom library. But I would also make sure to have books of my own on my desk and throughout the classroom as well. There were also times during the workshop where I would sit down and read alongside my kiddos, showing them that I also get lost in books and love to read. So this is a perfect segue into our third strategy, which is to treat books like gold. If you show your child that books are to be loved and respected, they will learn to treat books with love and care as well. I also try to share books with the little people in my life, so I try to give books as gifts for birthdays and other celebrations. One simple tip that I have for both parents and teachers is to be super enthusiastic about books. It may sound simple, but children recognize your enthusiasm and will mirror the same enthusiasm. I found that with anything that I was teaching, if I acted excited, my excitement was contagious. If you act like a curmudgeon, your children will not be receptive to your teaching. So channel your theatrics and literally act as if any interaction with books is the best thing since sliced bread. Hug them, hold them close to your heart, and lust over them. Do this with your own books, but also with your children's books. The more enthusiastic you are over the illustrations, the words, characters, the more engaged and excited they'll be too. I tell other educators to literally gush over books like you're a teenager in love. Whenever I receive new books from my classroom or this year in the media center, I would unbox them with my students like it was Christmas morning. I would suggest as a parent or teacher for all of you to do the same. That's one of my favorite things about working with little kids. If I'm excited about something, I can be pretty confident that my excitement will transfer to them. The fourth strategy of the day is to establish reading routines. I recommend that all parents set a routine around book reading. The more opportunities to read, the better. Maybe you choose to read before bed or just before nap time. Maybe your child looks at books in the car. Books can also be a great distraction while mommy and daddy are running errands or while waiting at a restaurant. Establish early on that books will be available instead of electronics. We'd also recommend setting a routine around going to the library. For example, Friday mornings are for library time. Also keep in mind that bookstores and libraries often have weekly or monthly events, so make sure to pay attention to special story times or author visits that your local bookstores and libraries are hosting. And make it a point to build those special activities into your schedule. The last strategy that we want to discuss today to instill a love of reading in your child is to make sure your child and students have access to tons of books. My goal as a media specialist and previously as a teacher was for my children to have access to tons of high interest texts. The more options your child has, the more chance they'll have books they love. I love this idea, but we also want to point out that we're not encouraging everyone to spend all of their money on books, and we recognize that there is a huge disparity in access to books across different families based on socioeconomic status. One recommendation we have is to spend time at local libraries and frequently borrow books. I also recommend accessing books on YouTube. They have thousands upon thousands of read-alouds of popular children's books, and while it may be a different way of experiencing the books, it is still a great way to take advantage of all of the benefits of reading aloud. You can scour local libraries, use book drives, and even your local Facebook groups looking for book donations for your children. You could even set up a book exchange with your children's friends. This school year, I ran a school-wide book swap for students. I collected donations from our families and also the surrounding community. I made postings on local Facebook groups and explained the cause, and donations literally came flooding in. Each child in my school was able to take home at least one new-to-them book for free. If you're interested in setting up a book swap, please reach out. I would be more than happy to share my experience and resources with you. 
And if you're fortunate enough to have access to a lot of books, consider donating them to a family in need or taking them to a place like the Salvation Army. We tend to donate books to the Salvation Army because they don't resell the books, they give them directly to children and families in need. We hope that these strategies for encouraging a love of reading seem manageable to you and you can start implementing some of these strategies today. As a quick review, here are the five ideas we talked about today. Read aloud to your child. Be a reader. Treat books like gold. Establish reading routines. And make sure your child has access to tons of books. As we mentioned, we will share the next five strategies on our next episode. So now would be a good time to hit the pause button and make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you know when the next episode becomes available. Before we sign off today, we wanted to do a quick this or that 90s edition um, inspired by the new Netflix rendition of Babysitter's Club that just came out. I can't wait for this. So in our house growing up, as I was reading Babysitter's Club, Stephanie was reading Babysitter's Club Little Sisters. So it was very popular in our house and we are very excited for the Netflix show. Um, I'm assuming also that most of the listeners here are 90s kids, so they will hopefully be able to relate. Okay, so Liz, you're up. Babysitter's Club or Nancy Drew? Okay, so I know I just said I was reading Babysitter's Club and we loved Babysitter's Club, but Nancy Drew, I think that and Sweet Valley Twins were my favorite series growing up. So I'm going to have to go with Nancy Drew um, over the Babysitter's Club. What about you? That's fair. I would have to go with Babysitter's Club. Okay. Okay. Pogs or Polly Pocket? Definitely Polly Pocket. Yeah, for sure. Hands down. (laughs) Although Pogs were pretty cool. Um, Dunkaroos or Gushers? Um, I would probably say Dunkaroos. I feel like Gushers were really gross. um, But But amazing? (laughs) I I don't know. I just think they were really gross. I did really like fruit roll-ups, though. Those were good. Oh, yeah. And a fruit the, by the foot. Fruit by the foot. Oh and my then gosh. the other thing, what were those little like cheese things? Oh, the, with the little bread cheese sticks? Cheese in the cheese. And there were like crackers and there was a little red stick yep. that you mm-hmm. put the cheese on. The all, of the, all of the above, I would just like to take for lunch tomorrow. That would be great. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm definitely a Gushers and a Dunkaroos kind of girl. I'm actually like an all kind of snack kind of girl. And <laughs> if you... If you saw any of my Instagram posts while podcasting, you would notice that I also have goldfish. We also talked about your obsession with cookie, uh, what is chips, chips cookies. cookies in the first episode, I think. Okay, so, so I run on snacks. <laughs> um, okay, Liz, are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps? So I definitely was. I think when Are You Afraid of the Dark came out, I was a little too like it was way too scary for me. And then when goosebumps. Goosebumps, I feel like, was more like middle school. And I think I was able to handle the, like, terrifying episodes that Goosebumps had as a middle schooler. But Are You Afraid of the Dark was, like, way too scary. But it was cool. Like, the cool kids watch Are You Afraid (laughs) of the Dark. (laughs) Okay. um, Frosted Flakes or Cookie Crisp? Okay, so, ooh, that's tough. So, growing up, Our mom did not let us have any sugary cereal in the house, um, except for occasionally Frosted Flakes. So I do love Frosted Flakes, but when we would go to our cousin's house, they would have awesome cereal. 
And that was when we would get the cookie crisp. So I feel like I have a special place in my heart for both Frosted Flakes and cookie crisp. Yeah. And Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. I would, right now, I would, I wouldn't buy cookie crisp. I would buy Frosted Flakes if I wanted like a sugary cereal. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Scrunchies or butterfly clips? Um, I'm going to go with butter. Like I was a butterfly clip person like I, I I rocked the butterfly clip mm-hmm. trend um I wasn't much into scrunchies but scrunchies are cool now so yeah. I mean 90s I would say butterfly clips but like right now I would wear scrunchies and I would not wear butterfly clips <laughs> <laughs> so I wear a clip almost every day in my hair but it unfortunately does not have a butterfly on it mm-hmm. um but I think just I would also go with scrunchies I'm a scrunchies at heart for sure okay um, Skechers or Airwalks? Airwalks, hand, hands yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I remember shopping for, mom took us to the Phillipsburg Mall and we went shopping for our first pair of um, Airwalks for school. I wonder if other people know about Airwalks or if that was just a New Jersey thing. thing. What about jelly sandals? Jellies. <gasps> jellies, that should be oh one Oh my too. gosh. I remember walking to Nelson's and get and in our <laughs> jellies and coming home and our feet were black. Um, and completely blistered from Blisters the and jellies. just dirty. Um, okay, Lisa Frank or gel pens? I feel like gel pens were like, I kind of maybe missed that trend. Lisa Frank, I mean, every time I was going back to school shopping, I wanted to find the cutest Lisa Frank puppy folder. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Lisa Frank. I remember it had to have been like elementary school, middle of elementary school, where we would write all over our arms with milky pens or gel pens. Oh, milky pens. So milky um, pens and gel pens in my mind are like kind of synonymous. But. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That was super fun. Okay. Um, maybe <laughs> we will put out some polls on our Instagram account so that all of our listeners can play along with us. Yeah, that I would wanna, be cool. I want to see what everybody's um, votes are. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us for our third episode of the Language and Literacy Collective podcast. As we mentioned earlier in the episode, you will find the next five strategies for fostering a love of reading with your child or students in our next episode. If you're looking for information between podcast episodes, you can visit us on our social media accounts, on our shared account at Language and Literacy Collective, on my account at The Literacy Party, and on Liz's account at Communication and Behavior Solutions. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll chat next time.